Man, 2020 has been a sports season unlike any other. That's why you need a sports book unlike any other. My bookie. Get some skin in the game where odds boosts, lightning deals, and free bets await you all season long. These are the sizzle that go with the stake of having a reliable place to put a little bit of money down, or maybe a lot of money down, on your favorite sport. My bookie. Turkey Day is coming. There is no better time to feast on your NFL college football action. Whether you're a first-time customer or if you've been playing with MyBookie for years, there's no shortage of value to be found in their thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and more. Sign up today for the first time or get reloaded. Find your edge and make some money. They also boast a fully-fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic table, slot, and card games you'd expect to find at your local casino. The best part is my bookie never closes, and there's no smoke getting in your eyes. Make the right place, sign up today, and when you do, use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and get your deposit matched halfway, all the way up to 1000 bucks. The terms are simple. You put 200 bucks in, they'll match it with $100 of their own. So if you're planning to bet this coming fall, guess what? You're already ahead of the game. It's winning season at my bookie, so come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it. Today on the Zapecast, if I pay for a product and the company doesn't deliver it, shouldn't I get a refund? It's Masters Week for some. It's not for me, and I'll explain why. Happy it's here, but I'm just short of excited. Ron Thomas and John Ronis join me. We'll talk Masters, Deep Basements, Total Goofery, and more. All that plus the question we should all be asking right now. Okay, what then? Your high test, not street legal. 30-minute dose of pure me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. (laughs) Here we go. Wednesday, November 11th, 2020. Thank you for downloading. We're going to get to the Golf Boys in just a minute. Flew home from Vegas on Tuesday morning. Uneventful flight, pleasant flight on United Airlines. A flight that was packed to the gills. Stem to stern, butts to nuts, shoulder to shoulder. Yes, indeed. Including every middle seat filled. It's funny because once upon a time, people thought, oh, my God, I would never fly with the virus raging as it is today. But we're finding out that apparently airplanes are also not big vectors of spread, just like they found out, much to many many people's surprise, that schools are also not big vectors of spread. And now we've got the chief medical officer for the NFL saying that not only is there not a single case of proven COVID transmission from an on-the-field incident in the league so far this year, but he claims that there is none in the world when it comes to contact sports. Now, that may be a bit much. I didn't read the whole story, TLDR, but I saw the headline of Scandid. I think I'm, I think I'm authorized to speak on it. Yeah, yeah, you and everybody else. You read a headline, you think you know everything. That was the gist of it. I, I tend to believe him, though, in that sports are not a big vector for spreading the virus, even though, I know, the entire SEC slate has been wiped out for the weekend. To which I say, eh, okay, whatever's on is on. Whatever you moved, you moved. I'll watch it when it's on, or if it doesn't get played, 
I don't care anymore. Play what you can play when you can play it. And if it's on, I'll watch it. If it's not, I'll clean the garage. But I say that because this airplane was full. And I had no problem with it whatsoever. The casinos I was in were not just full, or they were mostly full. I don't know how... Here's the thing about the casinos. My dad was asking about it when he picked me up at the airport. Thanks, Pops. Big shout out to you. And he likes to play blackjack, and he likes to play at a full table so he can look at all the cards. He fancies himself a bit of a card counter. but So he was asking. He said, well, how many, you know, how many seats do they allow at the tables? I said, they only allowed three seats on tables that did not have the plexiglass. On the tables that had the plexiglass aquariums per person, it was a full five-seat table. He asked, well, did that feel restrictive? And I said, actually, being in the plexiglass bubble or plexiglass divider, it wasn't a bubble, oh, by the way. I actually kind of enjoyed it. You know why? Because that degenerate who sits down next to you and then starts to light up a grit, you don't smell it as bad when you got the plexiglass separating you from the riffraff. Now, if it's a beautiful woman or if it's your buddy Pat, you know, Jim or your pal Joe, you want a high five, you want that table camaraderie. But I had no problem with either way. I played both ways when I was in Vegas at three seaters and at the five seat in the plexiglass. But just for a moment, if I may, think of the science that has determined three seats, no plexiglass, same as five seats with plexiglass, as long as everyone is wearing their mask. See, everyone was wearing their mask on the airplane, so I think that's as good as a vaccine. So says CDC Director Robert Redfield. So I take him at his, at his word. He would never lie to me. He's a government official. I'm fine. But airplanes apparently not a big vector of spread. Uneventful flight. Here's the issue I have, and this is the key question before we get into the golf today. I have TSA pre, much like many Americans who travel more than once a year has. It purports to get you through the security lines quicker and with less hassle. Keep your shoes on. Keep your laptop in your bag. You know, they got to vet you first to find out, well, who are you? And you provide them all this information. And you pay an annual fee. I I think it's 70 bucks a year. I'm not sure. So I go to McCarran International Airport on Tuesday morning to fly out, and it is a ghost town for the most part. And I get to the massive security checkpoint for the D gates, and there's 12 passengers, literally 12 to 15 passengers, going through two separate lines. There are no less than 15 uniformed TSA agents. I go through, I've got TSA pre. There's no TSA pre line because there's not enough of a crowd. But they give you a little uh, coupon that you hand to the person at the uh, metal detector. And it says, I'm TSA pre. I don't have to take my shoes off. I'm not Richard Reed, the shoe bomber, so just let me walk through. And it allows you to keep your your you know thing in your backpack, your uh, whatchamacallit, your laptop. I go through, and the fancy divider lane, it, it's got like this automated chute system. I guess McCarran has now this very industrialized, giant plastic bins that at the end of the line fall off a cliff into a collecting thing and stack up, 
and then they get carried by the TSA person to the front of the line so you don't have to schlep with as much of the bins. Hell of a system. Looked very expensive. Never seen it anywhere else, but okay, fine. So as my my equipment, my broadcast equipment, my trusty Rodecaster Pro and uh, my, my backpack with my laptop in it comes through, it gets automatically diverted to the, uh-oh, something's wrong shoot on the other side. It was not just my bag, but at least three other passengers in front of me. So I sit and I watch this TSA agent move as slowly and as inefficiently as she possibly could. And I'm biting my tongue in half because you say one word, one sideways word to any of these blue shirts. You, you may never fly again, my friend. You may be taking Greyhound buses the rest of your life. So I'm sitting there. I'm just like, mm-hmm. granted, I was well ahead of time. There's no hurry. She could take her time because there wasn't people being backed up left and right. So she's taking her sweet time and she's looking at everyone's bag and two other people in front of me had to have their laptops taken out. They too were probably TSA pre. No one at the front of the check-in line was saying, hey, we don't have TSA pre, so you have to take out your laptop. No one told us any of that. So I finally asked her, I say, you know, I'm TSA pre, uh, what's the story here? I thought I could leave my laptop in. She says, well, we don't have that today because there's not enough, you know, passengers. There's not enough flyers. And I thought to myself, but I'm paying for that service. Where is my recourse? I can't be the only one. Has anyone brought a class action suit against the government that they say, here's a product. It's called get through our security lines at the airports faster. And it costs this much. And then you can show up and they're like, no, we're not doing that today. Sorry, not sorry. Where's my discount? Give me a dollar off my annual uh, fee. Hello, I'm paying for it. It also turns out I had a full bottle of Diet Coke in my bag, which also was illegal, and that probably was what tripped them, diverting my package, diverting my bag to the, uh uh-oh, something's wrong line. Small detail, I grant you that, but still, it was pretty annoying. I paid for TSA Pre. Shouldn't I get TSA Pre good and hard whenever I fly? Where's my lawyer? All right, on to happier things. Let's talk some Augusta National in advance of the Masters Tournament Fall Edition for 2020. John Ronis is still on hold. There we go. John Ronis, say hello to Ron Thomas. Ron Thomas, how are you? Hi, John. I like the simulator. I like that. Now, now what's weird is that... Excuse me. It's what's weird, Ron, is that apparently John Ronas has refound his love of golf to the point where the man who makes sausage every day has decided to put a sausage maker in his basement, which I love. <laughs> right? You know, it's more that me and my son, me and Will, can play. Oh, hey, look. However you couch it is fine by me. <laughs> this is unbelievable. My dog here. Get out of here. Why are you in here? Why I've got three of them in down here in the basement. Why is a yeah, dog? Why is a dog in there? Because dogs do what dogs want to do. Yes, they do. <clears throat> All right, so here we are, me and the golf boys together on a Wednesday Zabecast. Ron Thomas from the Capital Golf Gang, as well as John Ronis. Let's get an audio identification for each one. Mister Thomas, how are you today? 
a little golf clap for you, my friend. I am well. I'm uh, looking at watching uh, live from the Masters, and the weather forecast does not look good at all. Looks like shit on yeah. a stick. Rain, uh, rain, I mean, can we... rain, 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 rain. Enough of these storms, these tropical storms. Yeah. I mean, what is this shit? All right. Uh, Ron, uh, John Thomas. Uh, John Thomas. John Ronis. Jesus, God help me. I, can you tell I got four days of vacation brain working right now? John In Ronis. Vegas. John Ronis, Director of Instruction at the Ronis Academy at River Creek. Good afternoon, my friend. How are you? Good afternoon to you, gentlemen. <laughs> so you got a simulator for the basement. It's actually in the garage, Dave. The basement, you have nine-foot ceilings, right? Uh, yes, that's how the rich yeah, live. I, the really I, rich well, have ten-foot ceilings. I only have well, nine-foot ceilings. I have nine-foot ceilings as well, and I really was not confident enough for a driver. Neither am I. I've hit okay, my driver so, on the roof a number of times. I don't really hit it inside my simulator. So, yeah, you need like 10 feet. I swear, if you're building a house right now, stop the process. If they have yet to pour the basement, make it a 12-foot basement. Right, right. Because what does it matter? It's all underground. If you got a basement, make it extra deep. The, the, my, my garage is 12 feet, but it's in. It's perfect. Oh, but oh it's, it's, yeah. Make your, make your basement deeper and make your garage doors wider by another or, or you know what? Who, need, who needs garages? Well, we, we live in the DMV. We're going to get snow and blizzards and rain and derechios and hurricanes and tornadoes really? and heat waves really? and locusts. You need a garage. All right. Well, I agree with you. Everyone who's building a house... I, I'm, I'm like, why don't you just make it 15 feet and you can put hoops up in there? Well, I, I tell you, I've got a buddy from high school, Chip Lipman. That's his real name, Chipper Christopher <laughs> Chip Lipman, who hey. actually had a house built with that. Can I tell you a story real quick? Then we'll get to the Masters yeah. and everything else. So he uh, he's living just off of uh, near, near Spring Hill Elementary School. Not Spring Hill, uh, near Cooper near Middle Cooper. School. Near Cooper yeah. Middle School in some, what yeah. we would call, what, gentrified neighborhoods that were built in the 50s with one-story ranches and ramblers. Yeah. Nice little suburban homes, right? In a nice, leafy, wooded area, which has become prime real estate because it's right in the crook of the Beltway and major arteries to get downtown. So those houses cost a lot of money, right? Yeah, but yep. they're small little houses. So anyway, he he's living in one of those modest houses with his lovely wife, and 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 some guy buys the lot next to his, knocks the house down, and starts to build his new McMansion. Because that's the thing, Ron. You and I live yeah. way out in the farther reaches. You on the eastern part of the demographic, or part of the DMV in in Lothian. Me out here in Purcellville. But in the in tight part of the D.C. area, these old neighborhoods and old houses are getting torn down, and they build giant hulking McMansions wherever the zoning permits, wherever the HOA is not too stringent. And they look out of place, but hell, they're great brand new homes, right? In the middle of a 50s neighborhood. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that said, so my buddy Chip, this house next to him gets knocked down. They start bulldozing. They're starting to build it. And his wife starts getting all teary-eyed because she realizes the McMansion's going to go up next to theirs, and she's not happy about it. Chip, being a guy who's very successful, very smart, went to Harvard, uh, works well, – I don't want to say who he works for. It doesn't matter, but I've already outed him too much on this. But he, he ends up going over to the guy who's building the house, makes him an offer for the house 
before they've even poured a single yard of concrete. They've just started digging. The guy accepts. Obviously, I oh think I think Chip uh, overbid by a certain amount, but anything for happiness, right? So then once he's got the house, the new house next to him, he tells the contractor, I want that basement 15 feet tall. Smart. What goes into the basement, Mr. R- Thomas? Basketball. Half-court basketball hoop. Sure. Who yeah, has... Why not? Who ha- he now rents out the house, and who has full-time access to the basement through a separate door, no questions asked. Oh. Chip, Lippman, <laughs> Chip Lippman and his three high school sons. I love Chip. Your Chip Lippman stories are the best. So we got to play with him. He would love to meet you, Ron. He's yeah. a great dude, great yeah. golfer, belongs to Bethesda. We could probably hit him up uh, to be his guest, so let's do that. So that's a real story is- about deep basements right there. No lie. The question is, can he kick a field goal straight on like you and I can? Well, that's probably, he probably can't do that. So, yeah. Well, there you go. Okay. Yes, and he can do it in his basement. All right. So that said, <laughs> here we are at what I'm calling Augusta National Week because I refuse to call it Masters Week because, and this is we our first topic here of discussion, the Masters is not happening this week. I don't care if you say, but no, it is. They're going to hand out the trophy and the green jacket, and they're going to be listed as Masters Champion 2020. That's fine. I'm telling you, the Masters is not happening this week. What's happening is a golf tournament that will hand out a green jacket on the same course where they hold the Masters. The Masters, to me, has to have the patrons. It has to have the tension and, and the roars that come up from down below and Ray's Creek and the pressure and the pageantry. The Masters is about springtime re- renewal and rebirth. This is not that. Sorry, not sorry. I'm going to let Ron Thomas be the first one to comment on it. Go. Well, I agree. It's obvious. Um, and, you know, you have talked about this on your podcast many times, and you and I have talked about it. It doesn't make sense that they pulled the plug, if you will, on patrons four months ago or three months ago. I, I didn't understand that. Um, I really didn't. But, you know, again, looking at the weather forecast, it's just going to make it even more of a shit show. Am I, or is this going on the podcast or on the radio? Am I allowed to say, you can say shit show? Yeah, it's okay, podcast. good. Okay, all right, but it is going to be a mess, and it's only what's, fitting because what's of 2020. Forecast? What's the weather forecast? Oh, it's rain, it's literally, literally rain every day, heavy yeah, rain. Ronnie, didn't it say after, like, Thursday rain, and then Friday they said it's supposed to be, the sun's supposed to come out at some point? Showers in the morning, then Thursday showers, or Friday, I'm sorry, Saturday and Sunday showers because that storm's supposed to move in. Anyway, Zabe, you're right. It isn't the Masters. These guys can try and pretend that it is. But the thing that's really discouraging, if you can imagine, is being Andy Ogletree or these six amateurs that are playing Ooh, in it. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, they're not getting the full effect. I mean, to be playing with Tiger Woods and, uh, or, you know, the guy Augustine, I think maybe he's playing with him. But anyway, just to not get that full feeling, it's you're right. You're exactly right, Steve. It, it, it's a shame. It doesn't mean I'm not going to watch it. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to be intrigued by it. It doesn't mean there's not going to be some really pretty pictures coming out. And by the way, there have been some already with the fall colors popping 
amidst all the classic holes. I, I dig that from an aesthetic viewpoint. I love it. So don't get me wrong. I'm not totally trashing this thing. I'm just drawing a firm line in the azaleas. This is not the Masters. This is a tournament played on Augusta National where they hand out a green jacket. John Ronis, you have free reign. Yeah. Go. You know, I think that, yeah, we wouldn't want someone coming down from Mars and seeing the Masters for the first time this week because there is nothing like the pomp and circumstance of the Masters. There's no question about it. The first, From the first ceremonial tee shot right. to the green jacket ceremony, and we've discussed this, the flash bulbs and the pictures that we get at the end of the Masters in the dim dark of night and the flash bulbs and the silhouettes of that green jacket going on those people, it's unlike anything but, else for a but, golfer in sports. Right, but flanked by thousands upon thousands of adoring fans. No, I know, but you didn't know. Uh, yeah, right. So in other words, the winner this year is going to get this. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. Which it's is like what? Yeah. With masks on, it's it's it <laughs> is a shame. But the fact is, I'll take anything. Right I know. Now. I know. Everyone's saying because I'll take I have it. Just giving right. the news away. I'm not watching news for the rest of my life. Good for I'm you. I'm going to live my little bunker out here in <laughs> Waterford, Virginia. I'm not watching the news, and if the world ends, I'm not going to know about it. Right. But it, it, at the same time, it is going to be a bit of a curiosity. It's going to be. Neat to watch just because it is oh, yeah. a one-of-a-kind thing. So from that standpoint, we have that to look forward to. All right, let's There's talk about some great storylines. You know, the, the the whole, I'm sure we'll talk about it, the whole D-Shambo. Well, that's, that's storyline number one. There's one and there's 1A. And 1A <laughs> should be storyline one, which is Tiger. Tiger is storyline 1A. But since, yeah. you know, a year and a half has passed since Tiger's triumphant win, and DeChambeau's unbelievable jaw-dropping performance at the U.S. Open, DeChambeau has vaulted to the front. The The numbers this week and where he was driving it in practice rounds has been the talk of golf. And it has produced some great divisions amongst my golf friends, including those I was out playing with in Vegas last weekend. And they, a number of them are virulently, Ron Thomas, anti-DeChambeau. Is Shiree one of them? <laughs> I don't even know if Shiree is one of them. You're what about playing. Biggie Mike? Big uh, Mike. Big Mike's virulently anti. Gitter is very anti DeChambeau. And I said, well, has he cheated yet? One guy said he <laughs> he wants. He says he thinks that DeChambeau shouldn't be able to anchor against his arm. And I was like, oh, well, for that... God's sakes, really? Well, I, I will say agree this, with you, that. On putting? This is, okay. This is, this is also another version of DeChambeau. Did you see him on the range? No. Oh, oh Zay. What was he doing? You've never seen anything like it. He's literally spinning his left foot so aggressively. He's <laughs> hanging back on his right side. It is literally getting close to a happy Gilmore. Yeah, I saw it. Well, he's using that. He On the range, he's been using the 48-inch driver. He didn't put take it out on the course because he said that the driver is too long and too much for his body to handle. 
Um, so he probably won't be using it. That's true. I mean, that's what this has come down to is some, he, he I, I've never met the guy. So are you, uh, but he's just, he's a, he's a, no, 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 I'm not. I'm not. You know me. I try not. I to don't speak. know. I want to know. Well, no, I've, never the guy. I've never talked to him. I like him. I met him. I Hold on. Shake, I mean, shake the- your phone. There's water in your phone right now. Shake it. Good. Heart. <laughs> God Can you hear me? Cell technology. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. Right. Yeah, I uh, I've never met the guy, I, so I don't know him from that standpoint. I think that he's really absorbing and enjoying all of this attention, um, and he's not the most charismatic. I just I'm watching Golf Channel, and they just showed one of those swings, Ronis, that you're talking about. Oh, the incredible? left foot was airborne and out to the left. Well, you know he's swinging like he's swinging like Kyle Berkshire. And he and Berkshire have become buddies. He's the the world long drive champion from yeah. Crofton, Maryland, and they are buddies, butt buddies, I would say, on Instagram. And um, he's really got kind of that left foot moving out to try and get a little bit more in. But he's on his heel. His left foot's completely sticking straight up in the air on his heel, and it's literally it, honestly, it looks like a twenty year old kid who's been playing baseball his whole life. Yeah. And he but, steps up to the first tee and swings the club as hard as he possibly can. He he hit he hit it, he hit it three sixty on eighteen over the trees to the open area left of the green and had eighty yards in had a wedge yeah sand wedge but in. again again at the same time this is a total curiosity it's a sideshow that has become part of the main show and it's only fitting it fits perfectly into twenty twenty COVID twenty twenty yeah. where nothing <laughs> makes sense it's total goofery I mean this is it's crazy. total goofery <laughs> it that's, is that's the title of today's show it's total goofery <laughs> yes. it's total goofery well here's the thing. I, I look at it with such curiosity and such fascination. And since he's not breaking any rules that we know of, hasn't tested positive for HGH that we know of or yet, then everything is perfectly legal. He is hacking the game of golf in a way that it's not been hacked yet. Now, let's see what he finishes this week. He may finish T54. Or, well, yeah. not even 54. They won't be 54 to make the cut, right? What do they cut to low 40 in ties? Uh, lo- low 50, and they got rid of used to be 44. They're cutting to 50. I love it. Listen to that, dog. They're cutting to 50. No 10, no 10 shot rule. Got it. Okay. So he might he might finish T39. He might miss the cut. Who knows? couple stray moon balls into the deep Georgia pines, and he may mm-hmm. find himself trunk slamming on Magnolia Lane uh, uh, early on Friday morning. So bottom line is this. I'm fascinated by what he's doing. It's almost like, what if a really good golfer, a guy who won the U.S. Amateur, right, with with pedigree and skills, all-around skills, right? What if he then learned the tricks of a Jedi Master long driver, like you mentioned, Kyle Berkshire? Yeah. What if he, you know, because people have sometimes said to me, why can't these long drive guys make it on tour? And I tell them, well, what's the answer, boys? For those that are curious, Ronus, Ronus, go Why ahead. Can't there's, other, lo- there's other clubs in the driver. Uh huh. <laughs> right. In other words, they're just not that talented. They're, yeah. they're one trick ponies. They've learned right. to hit a driver an insane length, one out of every seven swings, because that's the way the format goes in a long drive contest. And it's not golf. Right. What if? It's though, a literally a freak show. Right. So, what if, though, an accomplished golfer with a total skill set, then trained himself to be a more accurate meathead 
with the help yeah. of an established Jedi master like a Kyle Berkshire. Now <laughs> we have a potentially lethal combination combined with the right course, by the way. You can't play this way at Hilton Head or Harbortown and get away with it or other courses where a little bit offline and you are totally dead or lost. Augusta, you can recover from just about everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And 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 where the where the fact that there's gonna be no grandstands and things like that, there's gonna be some open spaces that you know, we've all been there and seen it. There's some open spaces that you'd be like, Where is he? What yeah. planet is he yeah. on? Like when he hits it left over that bunker on eighteen, he has to hit it. Zabe, we talked about this. He'd have to hit it. I don't know, four hundred yards left to get into trouble. Oh, he Once can't he clear those bunkers. As long as he can clear the trees, or maybe <laughs> he probably still has to go through the shoot on eighteen. I, I didn't see. I saw the map of where his practice round drive landed. <laughs> I guess he hit it through the trees with a draw and cleared that bunker yeah. easily. And there's just nothing over there but open space. Yeah. But the combination, boys, of distance and accuracy is astonishing, and he's got that figured out. Okay. So his I, dispersion yeah. at the U.S. Open, they showed these charts, they had, uh, all of his shots and where they would sh- end up on each hole at Augusta, uh, you know, where it's applicable in terms of driving distance. Oh, and, they did. Oh, yeah. They and had. number one, his longest drive was going to be 80 yards from the green. But he had he had, he was the most accurate driver of the golf ball in relation to distance at the U.S. Open by far. It wasn't even yeah. close. Yeah. It wasn't even close. And uh, here's one more thing about DeChambeau. I don't know if you heard, but he said that the golf course is a par 67 for him. And oh. if he does not play well, he is going to sh- – if he plays poorly, then he expects to shoot around even par. If he plays well, then he would shoot a 63 or a 64. So, so you it, know, and that's the way he's, he's approaching it. out of his mind. But the other thing is, the other thing is, you know, it does bring someone like DeChambeau um, into the mix a little bit also because of the putting situation with how much rain they're going to get, even though they have the sub air, they can dry things out, is not going to be, you know, 14 on the stint meter, which no. you could get in the fall. So uh, he can miss, let's say he can miss a ball and still get a ball in the green and two putt from 40 feet where we know at Augusta, if there's certain parts of the green that you hit, you literally have no chance of making it and a very good chance of three-putting. At, at 12 and 11 on the stint meter, it's just not going to happen. So more, yep. that even helps him some more, not to mention it's 76 or 7,700 yards soaking wet. You know, not many people can – Larry Mize isn't going to win on that course. Yeah. More importantly, I think the, the green speeds will be a little bit less fiery, but you're going to see shots backing up. Because, no, yeah. like you said, no matter how much they run the sub air, you get enough rain, you're going to actually have digging with your divot tool and you're going to have balls backing up and checking. And that makes for a totally different game, which I'm fascinated to yeah. watch. I don't mind it. Yeah. I don't mind if these guys, Ron, have to play in rain suits the whole fucking week. Welcome yeah. to our golf trips from hell where the weather doesn't cooperate. <laughs> yeah. So, Steve, you say really quickly, you say that this is not the Masters. Did you think that the U.S. Open was the U.S. Open or the PGA was the PGA? Or did you think the NBA Finals was the NBA Finals or the World Series was the World Series? You know what? I what about the WNBA? I, yeah, don't, don't forget them as well. I believe all of those sports were closer to the real thing. I hold the Masters in a near mythic reverence. To me, the Masters, yeah, it's a golf tournament. It's so much more, though. 
And so being out of its proper spot, I mean, it's not their fault the pandemic hit and you couldn't hold it in the spring. Right. This event belongs in the spring. It symbolizes birth, and it's the opening tournament, essentially, of the golf season for much of the country. It is about the fans' patrons, if you will, coming together. It's the generational stuff. It's the par three contest. All the stuff that goes layered in. Once you strip all that away to what they've got now, it's a car that's up on cement blocks in the yard. <laughs> there's no, there's, there's, each year at the Masters, there's no variables. There are no variables at the Masters. Yeah. It's the You're same right. course. It's the same setup. It's the same patrons, for that matter, most yes. of the time. Yes. Yeah. It's the same sandwiches. It's the same green jacket. <laughs> it's the same everything. So you're right. It, this year is not the same. Man, 2020 has been a sports season unlike any other. That's why you need a sports book unlike any other. My bookie. Get some skin in the game where odds boosts, lightning deals, and free bets await you all season long. These are the sizzle that go with the stake of having a reliable place to put a little bit of money down, or maybe a lot of money down, on your favorite sport. My bookie. Turkey Day is coming. There is no better time to feast on your NFL college football action. Whether you're a first-time customer or if you've been playing with MyBookie for years, there's no shortage of value to be found in their thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and more. Sign up today for the first time or get reloaded. Find your edge and make some money. They also boast a fully-fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic table, slot, and card games you'd expect to find at your local casino. The best part is my bookie never closes, and there's no smoke getting in your eyes. Make the right place, sign up today, and when you do, use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and get your deposit matched halfway, all the way up to 1000 bucks. The terms are simple. You put 200 bucks in, they'll match it with $100 of their own. So if you're planning to bet this coming fall, guess what? You're already ahead of the game. It's winning season at my bookie, so come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it. Yeah. Hey Steve, you want to hear this is something you'll appreciate and I hope you can find it, but the golf channel Rich Lerner, whom we both love. Fantastic. Uh, had, yeah, he's the best. He had on Lance Barrow just about a half hour ago. And for everyone who doesn't know, but Lance CBS. Barrow is the CBS and the producer, if you will, exactly. director, whatever. Yeah. Yes, the tournament, the uh, and, television director, the, uh, the director. Lerner, of, yeah. Right, Lerner, who always asks the best the best questions, asked him about the Tiger Woods chip-in in 2005, the ball hanging on number 16, uh, yeah. and he said it was a divine intervention. It was an act of God that he did not cut away to Tiger's reaction before he did, and the only reason he didn't is because he wasn't watching. He was looking at a different monitor and suddenly he got a punch in the arm from his co-producer who said, that is the greatest effing shot I've ever wow. seen in my life. And and so, I mean, just amazing. The, That's that, that guy, awesome. I, yeah, it's, it was really good. And he also talked about Nicholas because Frank, was it Turkanian? Yeah. Uh, yeah, who used to, who you know, Lance learned under him and Turkanian in, 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 in 86 when Nicholas won. He, he said, Frank kept saying to Lance, he's like, I just listen to this. He said, this is, he said, Jack Nicholas is a non-story. We're not covering him. He's not a part of this golf tournament. And Barrow says that he makes birdie on 11. And he turns to Frank and he says, 
hey, Frank, Jack just birdied. And he goes, well, cue him up, God damn it!" <laughs> you know, it makes you think about what goes on yeah. in that. Uh, and another thing he said, he said, Lance said, I was just up in his ass about, you know, I kept saying, Frank, we got to get on Jack. We got to get on Jack. And he said, if you ask me to get on Jack Nicholas one more time, I'm going to send you to drama school at NYU so you can learn about drama and this and that. And, you know, it's just great. You just, I love what goes on in that truck. Well, you I know, really they called, do. They called uh, Tricanian the Ayatollah because of his oh, Iranian background. Yeah, they because that, okay. that was, they called him the Ayatollah because that, that was his demeanor inside that production truck. But of course, wow. you know, he was loved and respected, but he was, he was the kind of guy that would say to Lance Barrow, well, then put him on the goddamn screen if that's the case. If he's going to be burned. <laughs> right, right. But he right. wasn't. He wasn't wrong. He's the now, yeah. So he's here's the architect of the modern of the modern telecast. Right. Exactly. Yeah. For better or for worse, and there's some worse to be had in that. But let's just leave it at that. Here's the the one A story is a, is Tiger, of course. Tiger, after winning the Masters last year, uh, was not very relevant the rest of the season, and this year. Tiger did what exactly? I don't even remember because of all the disruptions. Basically nothing, correct? Yeah. Okay. So that said, how much will Tiger be a story this week? Well, he'll be at the beginning, obviously, because they're going to cover last year. And um, after that, he will be just like he was at the PGA and the U.S. Open, which is a non-story. Okay. There's no reason to cover him. I You're think. entirely confident in that, John. Oh, I oh, think yeah. he's going to be a story, John. I think okay. he's going to find it too. this week. I think he is going to be in the I mix. I'd be shocked, John Ron Thomas, if he is not on the front page of the I, leaderboard on Sunday morning. Shocked. I feel the same way. I feel the same way. Okay. Um, that, that's our opinion, does obviously. He, does he have the horsepower to close? I don't know. But just the local knowledge that you can extract from this course is so immense. And it doesn't yeah. matter that it's in a different time of the season. doesn't matter that there could be rain. doesn't matter that the leaves are a different color or the sun is hitting at a different angle or the winds are coming from different directions. It doesn't matter. The experience, when you tickle this old girl and she just makes her purring noises, Ron, Augusta yep. National, that's what the pros know how to do. Let's go through the field here and let's just get a one quick thought on the top ten or so, guys, and then you can tell us who your guy is for this week, okay? Okay. Uh, the number one betting favorite is DeChambeau. Finished T21 in 2016. That was his best finish. Are you on him or, or not to win it? Uh, one of the favorites for me. He's one of mine. Okay. Yeah. John Rahm. That would be, if I had to play two guys, I'd play Rahm and DJ. They're, of course, the second and third favorite players. What do you think about Rahm? I no. think Rom runs away with it. Okay, that's your guy. Rom's your guy. Yep. Yep. I don't like it. I don't like his game for Augusta. Okay. Dust, <laughs> Dustin Johnson. Why hasn't Dustin Johnson won this tournament already? Because he fell down the stairs when he was the best player in the world by far. <laughs> Cocaine would be one of the reasons. Oh, gosh. Well, that is very controversial, that comment. True. When he took that sabbatical, you know, Dustin Johnson 1.0. He came yeah. out on the other side 2.0, a much better man, and good for him. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, but that, that was the falling down the steps, and then I think the sabbatical happened. All right, Justin Thomas. No. My second pick. Okay, Colin Morikawa, who's taken a long nap since winning the PGA. 
Uh, great putter, great chipper, great driver. Why wouldn't he be there? I mean, we saw that. Still one of the greatest shots I've ever seen that drive at Harding Park. Yep. It was just phenomenal under the gun. How about the guy by that the way, I will be – back up, back up. I think DJ has a great chance to win, by the way. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Next up, the guy who I would melt if he does it to complete the career going at Grand Slam, the fair-haired Irish lad, Rory McIlroy. Uh, Twelve <laughs> events. Go ahead. Go ahead. That would be the only thing that would bring light to 2020 for me. Seven events prior to COVID, five of those set one win, five top tens. Yep. Uh, okay. Twelve events since we was since we started back up, zero top tens. Yeah. Zero top twenties. He's been out of form since Xander Shuffle, who finished T two quietly last year amidst all the drama. Always good. Can never yeah. count him out. Very good chance. Matthew yep. Wolf, too young, too raw, too new, or maybe that don't matter anymore. Ignorant enough. Tony Finau, T5 last year. This would be one of my plays. Finau. Putter. Putter struggles. Well, it's going to be slow green, though, Ronnie, and no par three contest to sprain his ankle. That was freaky. How about that? It not only sprained, it popped out. Yeah, it was disgusting. Dislocation. <laughs> uh, Brooks Kepka. Hey, bro, I'm back from my knee injury, bro. How about his weekend in Houston? 65-65, not bad. Right. That would be perfect for 2020 if Kepka wins the Masters. Okay. Yeah. Just destroy it. Patrick Reed, he's been hot as of late. God. Uh, he's got one yeah. green jacket already, doesn't he? Patrick, you know, I, Patrick I Cantlay. Backing oh. up on Patrick Reed, there's not going to be as many patrons on the course who can catch him cheating. Oh, oh how about, so trite. How about so trite? How, oh, please, Ronnie. How about Louis <laughs> Louis Oosthuizen? Oh, how about his swing? I I will never get tired of the swing and the so two he made. Uh, I mean, why couldn't he win? I mean, of course he could. Yeah. How about a grimy Euro like Terrell Hatton or Tommy Fleetwood? Don't leave out. No, Bolton. Fleetwood can't hit it far enough. All right. How about my favorite elf, Paul Casey? <laughs> He's very good. The only problem is with him. He is a strange-looking guy. But it's supposed to rain every day, so he won't be able to wear the sunglasses. Oh, He's right. really good. He's really – Paul Casey's got a great golf swing. Um how about this? You know what would be great? What about Westwood? Wouldn't it be nice if Westwood? He's not in it, though. It's hard to win when you're not in the tournament. Right. It, it's hard. No, no. He's in it. Yes. He's in it. Is he? He is. How? I'd have to look at how I qualify, but I'm looking at the uh, CBS Sports preview. He's in it. How about I love it. How about this for a for a flyer? Is it time for one of these brilliant young Koreans to finally win one for maybe the most golf crazed nation on earth, South Korea? Might be Sung J M could be that guy. Yeah. Yep. I mean, let's face it, every single person you just mentioned is unbelievably talented, and yeah. any of them could win. I think the variables, you know, they might just go in there with a little different attitude because I think you're right. Some people are just like, this season's a lost cause. I might as well just go in and wing the Masters. And okay. you, they might come off with a, with a victory of someone that, like you said, wouldn't traditionally win it, like a, a wolf. 
And then how about did you this? See Rom, did you see Rom shot today over the over the lake on 16? Yeah, hole in one yes. off the water. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Did you, did you see uh, the baseball writer for the Milwaukee Brewers, Tom Hodricourt, say on Twitter, did he mean to do that or did he just miss it? <laughs> no. Oh my no, he did. No. He seriously oh did. God. He, he, is, he was so, so buried in baseball, he never knew about that tradition and knew Funny. so little about golf to think that a guy could actually miss hit it that bad. Buddy, yeah. buddy, buddy, buddy. Uh, and then, of course, my super long shot, Jazz Janawatnand. What? Jazz yeah. Janawatnand. Huh. Outside mm-hmm. the top 200 in the world, even though his official world golf ranking number is inside the top 70. Not uncommon for players who mo- earn most of their points outside the PGA Tour. This kid can play, and he's got the name of the tournament, Jazz Janawatnand. And wouldn't you love to hear them at the end saying his name? Tiger, could <laughs> the you old green put, jackets. Why, could jazz? you put the green jacket on jazz? <laughs> they are currently on Golf Channels doing the whole episodic rundown of Tiger's chip in on number 16. They're right. interviewing cool. Stevie Williams. and No, I, it's just the greatest shot ever. That, that for me, I was going to ask you guys, what is your biggest, your best memory of Augusta? What shot stands out? For me, it's that one. It, it, it's, it's, it's the greatest golf shot in the history of televised golf, period, end of story. It now, really is. Is it better than Saracen's yeah. double, double eagle on 15? Yeah. We yeah. can't tell because that was not televised. The theatrics, the perfection, and the fact that it wasn't someone like Ches Reevy who chipped in like that <laughs> right. and finished T2. Right. It was the Thank greatest golfer of all time in Tiger Woods <laughs> at just the right moment with the great Uncle Vern Ludquist saying, in your life. Yeah. Right. It's, and only at Augusta would this happen. Only at Augusta would this happen. Right. Yeah. You know? That said, I'm looking forward to the tournament, boys. Anything else you'd like to add here, golf-wise, since we last talked? It's been about a month. What you guys been up to? Playing any golf, Ron? I bet you have. Uh, every day. <laughs> Just about. Yeah. John Ronis, and I you, played you, golf together. You did? Where? RTJ. What? Yeah. I guess my invite got lost. All right, how was it? We didn't do the inviting. We were yeah, invited. We, yeah. we were invited. Yeah. And it was, was great. Great. Yeah, it's, it's a special day. place. And guess okay. where went? Go ahead. Well, I was just going to talk about my. I mean, it really is just pure perfection with my driver. Ronnie will attest to it. Oh boy! Do you know how good Ronis could be if he could he, drive the ball? He can officially he, say he's never seen anything like it. He's he, it's, he's the best teacher in the United States of America, but he can't hit his driver. It's the strangest thing. It happens. Yeah, it's fascinating. No, I'm not. I'm not busting his balls. It's I just know. strange. Well, let's yeah. get guess that. Where, let's get that driver fixed. We're working yeah, on hey, it. I'm working on it. Ronis, I'm still coming. Winston and I are still coming to you tomorrow. Oh, well, as this oh, is, oh. people are listening to this. We'll be at the range with you nice. getting two lessons. Awesome. Yeah. Steve, right. how'd you play out in Vegas? No, 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 don't cut us off. Hold on. I know you have time. How'd you play out in Vegas or is it not important? Uh, struggling with my health and my joints and my RA. It's it's bad and it, it has to be solved uh, by sheer force of will dietary changes medicine i need to see a witch doctor because it's just heading in the wrong direction which is the nature of this disease and uh i was able to play all three rounds it was 48 and windy and cloudy for two of the it was colder in vegas than it was back here in dc and colder than it was in wisconsin they caught a cold front 
So I heard you, wait- you say the last day you had 55 and it sunny, was, and then you went nice. to In-N-Out Burger. Oh, yeah, that was so good right there. Oh, Is it that good? I've never had it. It's a cheeseburger. What can? It, how can you fuck it up? You can't use fresh meat. It's delicious. They 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 sear the bun so it's got a little crispiness on the inside. It's fantastic. Only available in the West, though. They don't go farther than I think the Mississippi. One. Thank you for asking, though, Ron. It was good times, good camaraderie, good group of guys. And I like your your gambling motto. See, John, I don't think listen to your podcast today. I listen every day, but Thank only you. win, uh, only win. No, 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 always win or always win. Yeah, that's my gambling strategy. It's not just a motto; yeah. it's uh, a proven strategy, Ronas. Great, it's well, always win. Meaning, when you sit down at a blackjack table or at a slot machine or at the craps table, your number one goal is to always win. As soon as you're winning, leave. Then, okay. as you hopscotch around the casino, <laughs> you never lose. You're winning five so here, good. 10 there, 20 there. Never let them get you down. Now, if you get down early, that's a problem. You got to rally. Usually, there's one rally, though, to get you back above your initial buy in when you're above it by even 10 bucks. Walk. Yes. Yeah. And that is what we call degenerate gambling. No, degenerate the, is to keep no, that's more not money degenerate. And more yeah. money. No, 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 no. Yeah. I'm down. Initially, and I'm just going to keep on going yeah. until I get up because there's got to be a time where I'll get back up. Yeah, that's the thing. And then, and then all of a sudden, you're out of the market. Right. You you but, think you think if if given enough hands, it'll turn around. The, that might be that might be eight shoes of cards before it right. finally turns around. You don't know what the turnaround time is. Nope. So, but I uh, like Steve, the philosophy. Steve, what is it like? Really quickly, what is it like in Las Vegas? COVID Vegas. What Sucks. is it like? It's really? it's 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 frankly depressing, and I worry about the people. We had a caddy at Bally High. He is a laid off diver from La Rev, one of the Cirque okay. du Soleil shows there. You know, oh, they, wow. uh-huh. yeah, they, yeah. He he was a he was a diver in college. He's a gymnast. He does all this aerial stunt work. He used to do it. He said La Rev is done for good. Shows never coming back. Cirque du Soleil is hanging on by a thread. Uh, a number of casinos off the strip are still closed. Um, you know, the big thing about Vegas to me is people watching. There's no point in people watching when everyone's got a mask on. Yeah. So it's yeah. a, it's a two out of ten is what it is right now, and it, it hurts really? my heart because I love Vegas dearly, and I hope he yeah. gets back on his feet. But right now it's not yeah. good. Very, very depressing. Hey, all one right. one thing to uplift us all, just last thing, commend the Masters and the organization. And I know they do a tremendous amount of good work, but Lee Elder hitting that first ball next year with with uh gary player and jack nicholas is is fantastic amen it's perfect yeah do you know about it steve i do no it's good yeah it's uh yeah. it's long overdue I, I you know obviously that you get into the topic of race and golf and, and uh there's a lot to unpack there to be sure yeah yeah, yeah. 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 i mean he's a, a historic figure so it's good for them no it's great all right boys uh we look forward to watching augusta week and I'm going to go watch that special on the on the chip in by Tiger at 16 yeah. on the Golf Channel and live from. Boys, thank you. All we'll right. talk soon. All right. See you. Right. Take care. Bye. We'll end on this today. I watched the Social Network flying out on the plane. It is the talk of Netflix, and it is a fascinating look and a scary look at the way that social media is controlling and rewiring the very brains of both young people and old alike. More young people than old, but 
too many old people, politicians, people who should know better, being too wrapped up in social fucking media. It's worth watching. And I would say it's almost worth assigning it as a mandatory watch to your kids. Much of it does not apply to me because I don't do Facebook. Thank God I deleted my account a long time ago. To which you'll say, but yeah, Facebook is still tracking you, Zabe. You just don't know it. I know they are, but at least I'm not on Facebook and worried about it. It just, it never resonated with me. You know what got me so turned off on Facebook? It was not the politics that your friends and circle would then put at you. It was the family vacation photos that absolutely tilted me. I, I would look at them, and I know you should sit, you're going to say, well, you should be a better man than this. And I look at them, I'm like, look at your fucking perfect family. Look at those kids. They look like straight-A kids. Oh, oh, you went to you went to Corsica, Italy. Oh, this summer must have been nice. Did you have some wine? Did you taste some pasta? Fuck you! I didn't go anywhere. Of course, I go lots of places. But that's what turned me off of Facebook was the family photos and the vacations. I was like, oh, enough already. I do not care and don't want to see it. So I'm not, on, I'm not on Facebook. I have an Instagram account. I barely post to it. And I certainly don't obsess about it. And I'm not on all these other stuff. It's basically just Twitter for me, and I'm trying to wean myself off of that. That said, the social network is worth watching. It does lay bare just how they manipulate and the dopamine circles and cycles that they put you through. The only problem with it was, at the end of the entire little, not show, not it wasn't a documentary, it was a combination documentary and a drama laced together. I thought it was pretty well done the way they did that. At the very end, and I just was like sitting there watching going, when's it coming, when's it coming, when is the overt left-wing push coming to this? Because you know it's coming, you know it's coming. Ah, there it is, boom. At the end, they make a hackneyed leftward lurch about killing whales and killing trees. And I'm like, all righty then. They didn't really support any documentation as to just how many whales are being killed, what nations allow whaling unrestricted, how many whales we have left in the ocean, what measures have been put in place, but okay, fine. And of course, you know, killing too many trees. Do we have any, what, where, what trees, where, what's the volume you're looking for? Talk to me. Any details? No, just killing whales and trees. I got it. I expected that much. I didn't, it didn't really render harsh judgment on Google or Facebook, in my opinion. Not enough of a harsh judgment on them. But it did point out that, yes, they're into controlling and monetizing all your data every day, all the time, and they're very, very good at it. And you probably don't even know about it. It's worth watching, but at the end it was a bit disappointing. And it didn't admit that censorship on those platforms has now become a terribly tilted one-way street. It would be nice if they admitted that, yes, the Facebook and Twitter and whatnot, they're trying to combat misinformation, but it's a one-way street. <laughs> they didn't do that. Still worth watching the social network on Netflix. Give it a shot. All right, that's it for me today. Thank you so much for listening and being a regular ZabeCast member. I'm back home, ready to rock the rest of this week, ready to roll into week number 10 of the NFL. Alex Smith will start this coming Sunday for the Washington football team. Could be a great continued comeback for him, or it could be a disaster. We're going to be watching that with our fingers 
over our eyes. Remember, this is not a full-blown recap of everything that goes on in sports. It's a supplement. It's an add-on. It's an extra little side trip of stuff I want to talk about. Remember, 6 to 9 a.m. every day, Monday, every day on 97.3, the game in Milwaukee, and 3 to 6 p.m. on the Team 980 in Washington, D.C. That's nearly seven hours of me a day, which is way more than anyone needs. But God bless you people. You want it, and you're getting it, and lots of it. Thank you for listening. Have a great Wednesday, everybody, and we will see you tomorrow. Man, 2020 has been a sports season unlike any other. That's why you need a sports book unlike any other. My bookie. Get some skin in the game where odds boosts, lightning deals, and free bets await you all season long. These are the sizzle that go with the stake of having a reliable place to put a little bit of money down or maybe a lot of money down on your favorite sport. My bookie. Turkey Day is coming. There is no better time to feast on your NFL college football action. Whether you're a first-time customer or if you've been playing with MyBookie for years, there's no shortage of value to be found in their thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and more. Sign up today for the first time or get reloaded. Find your edge and make some money. They also boast a fully-fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic table, slot, and card games you'd expect to find at your local casino. The best part is my bookie never closes, and there's no smoke getting in your eyes. Make the right play, sign up today, and when you do, use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and get your deposit matched halfway, all the way up to 1000 bucks. The terms are simple. You put 200 bucks in, they'll match it with $100 of their own. So if you're planning to bet this coming fall, guess what? You're already ahead of the game. It's winning season at my bookie, so come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it.